The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. What is up, everybody? Sorry, it's supposed to be a little swing than that. This is Spencer from the 23 Personnel Podcast, joined by Michael for a post-game instant reaction podcast. Texas Tech Red Raiders moving on to the national title game. Michael, what is going on? Hey. Hey, now. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. We're, we're here. We're doing it. We're, we're going to be playing on Monday. Playing on Monday. Dang. Sorry, you have to excuse the weird mic noises. I'm just hand-holding a mic, and it's going to be passed back and forth while I type. You'll hear a lot of that. Anyways, Texas Tech defeats Michigan State 61-51 to play on Monday. Holy crap. <laughs> Holy crap. Well, and in a game where... I mean, let's just think about this. That There were... Two people in double digits, and Culver didn't get there till the last minute. what minute of the game. <laughs> Mooney and went we crazy, won, and we beat, we won by ten. Gave up fifty-one points, so Gonzaga had scored the most against you. You're going to face Virginia. They're not going to outscore what Gonzaga did. I mean, good gravy! If you're only allowing fifty-one points. Especially if you're going to be playing when you play Virginia. I don't want to get there yet. We will talk about that on Monday. Win or lose, we'll be back. Um, dude, I. Th- there was a time. I, I, I'm not even going to lie. You were up by 12, flirting with going up by 15 because you kept trying to hit a three with like 10 minutes to go. I was like, oh, what is happening? It's supposed to be a close game, right? And then like, I jinxed it. Yeah. <laughs> and like <laughs> you go on like a 10 minute scoring drought it seemed like Michigan State comes all the way back to within two one within one with two and a half to go um, and then Culver's like nah bro it's, it's my game it's me Um, he hits what uh, like six or eight points in the last minute of the game it's ridiculous did Col- well he had free throws yeah he had free throws and I think he had a drive. Yeah, you're right. It was it was at least six, including the free throws, maybe more than that. 
All right, I I've got some some highlight video clip, audio clip for you guys to listen to. It's a, it's the last play where te- uh, Culver hits a three with a minute to go. That would put you up by seven, and then you hit a couple mm-hmm. more. You hit free throws to ice out the game. Culver got the separation. Oh, big shot. Woo! Stepping up big time. 58 now, seconds here. Texas right, right now. What do you think's going on uh, there? I'm going to get down and get on Buddy Holly Boulevard. Yeah, they're <laughs> celebrating in the streets in Lubbock. Wow. Because Texas Tech Monday night will be playing for the national championship. Did you hear that? I missed I missed the Buddy Holly Boulevard when it was live because I was doing a little bit too much celebrating on my own. National title game. I don't know. I I Well, and I can't say it enough and it's just it's surreal. Like when we talked about making it to the final four and we didn't do a post game instant reaction, like it took a long time for it to set in. And we're here like an hour after the game has ended and it's like holy crap. Like yeah. We're competing for a title on Monday. I don't even think the the final four I, I, it set in, but it was it set in after the game was over. I couldn't believe it, but then the week you just still kind of I was in a little bit of a daze, and I knew that people were planning to go, and there was this mass exodus headed up north Dude, to that, Minneapolis. This, I've this. learned how to pronounce Minneapolis now. I'm not going to put the <laughs> Bindianapolis in it like I used to with a few extra syllables. That's okay. That student but, section under the basket, holy crap, that looked like it was a blast. Yeah. It had to have been, and they even had a nice air ball chant going oh, early in the game. There was a Raider Power chant going. Uh, there was air ball. I loved seeing the reaction when Owens was coming back. Yes. They were losing their minds. Okay. Um, Owens goes down middle of the second half with look like a rolled ankle and like a knee sprain. You're like, crap. Like, like, so I, I leaned over to Samantha and I said, I hate the feeling now that our offenses have to score in every possession because our defense is going to completely change here on out without Owens. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like Michigan State went on that little—I I say little—it was a clutch run to bring it within one point. Um, and then he, he was able to come back in for a little bit, but dang, like you—well, done... it was—it was right after Owens went down that Tech went on their run. It was like it was as if Mooney just said, "Okay, it's mine. We're we're gonna do this now. Yeah, we're we're down a guy." Uh, we're going to go for it. I'm completely reading into this because I like to build a narrative, but I feel like he was, oh, we're going to win this for Owens. Our guy's down. And that was when they made that run and they got up by 13 with Owens out, which was bizarre because I, I felt the same way. I thought, man, this is just really – this is going to get get rough. And then I think Moretti made a three. Uh, of course, Mooney made at least two during that stretch, possibly three or two in a, in a layup, and I think Edwards hit a big shot. I mean, they just they just went off when, when Owens went off the court. Yeah, man. Um, but Texas Tech does, or did, what Texas Tech does all season. They just absolutely suffocated Michigan State. And this is a game where I thought, out of anybody we've played, like we are so, like Michigan State and Texas Tech are so similar that they would be, more prepared to handle what they were about to see against Texas Tech. But you held them to just under 32% from the field, 29% from three. Do you remember that, that stat I, I read off on, on Tuesday? 
that Texas Tech right. was yeah. seventeen and zero when they hit seven threes. They're eighteen and zero. They hit nine. Eighteen Beautiful. and zero. By the way, you are thirty-one and six on the season. Thirty-one games. That's a lot. It wasn't of wins. that long ago. It would take two and a half seasons to win thirty games. Oh man, I don't. Okay, I I don't know where to go. I mean, we we mentioned that the two guys and and double figures in scoring, Mooney and Culver. Um, next highest scorer was was Brandon Francis during March. Acura is challenging you. So sorry, autoplay videos on these pages. Um, the thing that stuck out about Francis's play tonight was like his defense seemed to like take a leap forward. Yes. I, I don't I don't know what it was. He was possessed on the defensive side. Um there was one possession he was he was covering McQuaid, right? Uh or somebody like that. I, and he's one-on-one with this guy and McQuaid tries to drive like three different times and he forces him to to like take it all the way back out almost to half court and reset. Which doesn't sound like that big of a deal but like the coaching staff because it happened right in front of the Texas Tech bench. They were like on their feet, screaming and clapping, uh, because of just During what March, he was able Acura to do. Acura is challenging you to show off your handles on and Shut off the up, court, even on the. <laughs> <laughs> Which of course I can't mute it because I would mute Michael, because he's yeah, joining it, us via Skype this evening. Um, right. But yeah, just his defense was there. Like, he was the third highest score. Like I said, at nine points. Um. Owens looked like he was going to hurt himself every time he went down. He was he kept hitting his head. Um, then he then he rolled his ankle. Um, had a really quiet game from Moretti. He played thirty eight of the forty minutes. He played the most minutes in the game, and scored five points. Um, yeah, he only shot six times. Yeah, he, he had sh- six shots. He was two for six from the field, uh, one of four from three. Um, but my goodness. Like Cassius Winston from Michigan State played all forty minutes. He he scored sixteen points. You held him under his season average or his his tournament average. He nearly fouled out there at the end of the game. Um, you forced eleven turnovers on a Michigan State team that doesn't turn the ball over, or like even like. If you look back at some of their games when they've had a lot of turnovers, it didn't it didn't ever seem to bother them or phase them. They were they were usually able to recover from those. But you force some some timely and punishing turnovers because you turn them into points. Whereas you only turn the ball over seven times. Um, you recorded four blocks. Um, my goodness, and then I I don't I don't even know, man, because it's just it's nuts. Yeah, it's it's still just it's still it's sitting in sitting in setting in. It's about I, as instant as you can get. Yeah, I was we were watching this game over at my in-laws house um, and my wife's grandmother is a huge Kentucky basketball fan called us after the game to con- talk to us and congratulate everybody because she was watching the game. Um, and like the post game coverage was happening, but the TV was on mute. I I they did like the on-court interview with Beard and then they they followed him into the the locker room 
And it was like the the first little bit of it that they went down to take a knee for like a prayer, like right after the game. Yeah. But they were it, the guys. So I guess you didn't hear him talking. They kept expecting, no. okay, when Beard gets in there, there's going to be a big celebration because mm-hmm. they like to wait until the last person who has a, a media responsibility is in the room. And obviously Beard was the last one. And so they kept building it up and building it up. And then he gets in there and they basically have a prayer. And just kind of act like they've been there before, even though this is completely uncharted territory. And and speaking of uncharted territory, I have it still on KLBK right now, and I'm just watching it in the background. And they showed a clip of 20th and uh, Broadway is well. I th- I think I'm saying two streets that intersect with yourself with with themselves. Uh, basically, outside the seal. On University and Broadway, it's uh, I think it's shut down. I think the the cops have had to shut down the streets because there were just so many students just celebrating and That's hanging awesome. out in the streets, and that appears to still be the case. So I think they're still going strong down there, uh, close to campus for sure. Victory bells are ringing. The saddle tramps are. I forget how long they're going to ring them. It was either twelve or twenty four hours, and. They are letting people come and tour and climb up to the the bell tower if they want to. And I I'm, I don't know. I don't know if they could pull the whatever, the old bell string or whatever it's called. I don't know. I don't know if they could pull that or not. But it's, it's just a completely different atmosphere. I've heard fireworks around the house. My mom texted me. She heard fireworks. My father-in-law, who was, who's a huge... Uh, he he lives outside of Louisville, and so he's a big Louisville fan. He loves Kentucky basketball, just basketball in general. He called me, and this is a man who calls me maybe once or twice a year. He called me at halftime of the first game and wished, wished Texas Tech luck and said he'd be rooting for him, and of course he texted me afterwards. I mean, I've heard from Allison's mom, too, and her, you know, her stepdad. They were texting me. Every, everybody – there's there's a lot of people reaching out. It's it's not. It's uh it, it's it's something we're not used to. <laughs> no, it's not. So I, I look back. Saddle Tramp said they're going to ring the bell from the end of the game until midnight. So currently 44 minutes left until we hit midnight here in Lubbock, Texas. Um, they're they're still inviting people to come up, anyone and everyone to join us at the bell tower to celebrate and get a bell tower tour. Come out and be part of history. This was a day ago. Um, I, I was I was telling Samantha on the way home was like. Win or lose, whatever happens on Monday, like I really want to go to their their welcome home party, whenever that is. Like whether it's like super late Monday night or Tuesday, whenever the team travels back to Lubbock, I want to be there. And she's like, "Yes, yeah. we're doing that." Yeah. Yep. Okay. And, and, and I'm really you. kicking myself right because <laughs> I wanted to go to the. And I'm sorry, I, I, our Skype's kind of on a weird delay, so I think sometimes I'm talking over it. I don't mean to, but I wanted to go to the the send off party. It was Wednesday morning at seven 15. They were sending the team off and I thought that'd be perfect. I could hit that up and, and go to work. But of course I chose to snooze. What a loser. Yeah. Yeah. It's my fault. So, you know, we, we talked for two hours on a podcast the night before. So I, I, I chose to, to sleep in. <laughs> You're not pulling your weight. I mean, obviously, <laughs> obviously they, they didn't they, need, they don't me. need it, but <laughs> Um, yeah, man. So Monday night, 
for the national title against Virginia. Uh, I don't have any kind of preview set for that. It's it's going to happen too too quickly. Um, but you know, I wouldn't doubt if Chris Beard and, and and his staff have have scouting reports on Auburn and Virginia ready to go. That they may even begin tonight, like they've they've done the other rounds of this tournament. Um, because you just you know you've got forty eight hours almost to get ready for for Monday night. We've seen them do it before. We've seen them do it on shorter turnaround. Um, but yeah, man, we will we'll, we'll talk to you again on on Monday or Tuesday. Michael, you got any parting shots to get out? No, nothing that I can think of. But Texas Tech is going to the national damn championship game. I this is the this is the world in which we live. Enjoy it, savor it. Four to one. You just you just name it. Oh, and Chris Beard is, is coach of the year. That's yeah, happened since we last recorded. Holy cow. And, and, and <laughs> Deservedly so. If he wasn't, then he is now. Um, how, how do you want to go out, Michael? You want to go out on Old Town Road? You want to go on Travis Tritt? I'm leaving this up to you, brother. Um, or Victory Bells well, by Josh Abbott. You know, I think that I think the last our last podcast, we started with Old Town Road, and we went out with, with Travis Tritt, so I think we should keep that up. Okay, man. Give me one second to pull this up. It's worth it. It's worth it, guys. I'll no, gladly wait. I'm blanking on... Oh, it's right here in the... It's in my recommended videos. Oh, and of course, there's an ad. For Woodford Reserve. <laughs> it's Woodford Reserve. Maybe they'll sponsor us. <sighs> Who knows? I really like their whiskey. I've toured their distillery. It's fantastic. Must be it's nice. Really, it's really uh, old, which oh. is kind of cool. So... Oh, there it is. There it is. For Michael, I'm Spencer. Thanks for joining us really briefly tonight on the post-game Instant Reaction Podcast as Texas Tech advanced to the national championship game. We will talk to you again early, early next week. Guns up and wreck them. Staring at the dusty fields where my daddy worked hard every day. I think it kind of hurt him when I said, Daddy... There's a lot that I don't know But don't you ever dream about a life Where corn don't grow He just sat there sighing Staring at his favorite coffee cup There's no distance too far for the perfect trip Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate 
isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate.